0: is on
1: and thank the Lord for his blessings. Thank the Lord for the blessings of this beautiful day that we've got here in the middle of winter and uh, I'm grateful that I didn't have to look for the black ice this morning and so on and so forth as we drove in and thank the Lord for that. I want to give you just a real quick report. Brother uh, Steve suggested I do it this way so that I wouldn't have to answer 50 times, how's Joanne, but uh, she, of course, is in rehab at the Hager House in Olathe, and she is not happy about the fact that there are stairs that have been invented for her exclusively to fall down and break legs, but uh, she has is recovering. She has got to the place that she can get out of the bed and move to the wheelchair or another chair. And uh, she is very determined that she is going to be here with you all, with us all again. She is a tough girl. She's listening and watching us all right now. And uh, Yes, that's fine. I don't know if the camera can pick you up or not, but uh, can the camera pick people up waving at her? Not if they're sleeping back there they can <laughs> I see nobody I see uh, oh, the camera can do that. All right wave give her a big wave then everyone. Thank you very, very much. And i uh, that's enough, Tommy.
0: <laughs>
1: we uh, are grateful for your prayers. I want to tell you all that uh, many of you, and I thank you from the uh, bottom of my heart, to remembered the pastor as he got a year older the other day. And some of you put gifts in, and that's very, very thoughtful of you. And I appreciate that so very, very much. And I want to turn the service now to Brother Harold, and let's get going and receive from the Lord what the Lord would have us to have here today. Praise God. Well, good morning. Good morning. Good morning.
2: Did you enjoy your Ladies' Day yesterday? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, Steve. <laughs> I did. Well, that's good. That's good. Um. Just another announcement on the 19th. will be men's meeting here at the church. So uh, five o'clock um, in a couple weeks from yesterday, I guess that is. So remember that. And then we got one big announcement we need to make. If you, I know most of you here have probably already heard because we just kind of spent 30 minutes going over this in Sunday school and dissecting it. But uh, Jude and Sarah got engaged on Friday. So congratulations to them. <laughs> In their engagement, and that's going to actually lead us right into prayer, because I'm sure Sarah needs some now. So, <laughs> so if you would, let's yes, it is you. Let's all stand, and we'll uh, go into begin this service with prayer. If anyone has any prayer requests they want to make known, we need to continue to pray for uh, Joanne and, and Judy. Is there anything else anyone would like to mention? Yes. Let's remember Terry. Okay. Is there another hand? Tommy?
0: Okay.
2: Let's pray for Tommy, his health. Anyone else? Oh, God. Unspoken requests? I remembered the word today, Joe. <laughs> all right. Yes, God knows. Let's all pray. God, yeah, we come to you this time. Lord. Well, just uh, thanking you, God, for this morning. For Praise God. Father,
1: today. in the name of Jesus, we're honoring you today. You thanking you, Lord, for you all of Christ your blessings you. and all of your benefits, oh God. Today, we ask you, Lord, to move in a special way, Catching, Lord, everything that you have for us, O oh God. We want you to have your way. Have your way, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I pray, God, for you, Lord, to move in a special way. God, touch us here, Lord, I pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray. Thank Thank you, Heavenly
0: Father.
2: Thank you, Heavenly Father. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank tomorrow, you, Lord. Thank you, our Lord. Lord. Thank God. Lord God. We just pray that you would be a Just speak through Him this morning and help each one to receive what you would want them to, God. we Thank you,
1: Lord, for what you're
2: doing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Continue to be with them, Lord. And provide for them. At this time, God, that you will minister to them. And help them to them feel your peace, God. And know that you were there with them. At this time, God, we thank you, Lord. Be with Tommy, God. Strengthen him in body, Lord. and Just help him. Um, help give him what he needs, Lord. We give you the praise, Amen. Amen. We could have a couple of ushers come up. It's a first Sunday offering, so. Today will be a pastor's offering, so um, it's not marked on a check or envelope, but it'll go for the pastor and his family. So remember that as you give and continue to lift them up in prayer, too, on huh, your daily prayers. So let's pray again. God, we come to you again, just uh, thanking you, Lord, for this opportunity, for um, being able to give, God, and we. Just ask that you will be with the pastor and his family in a special way, God, that you will continue to direct them, continue to heal and minister to Joanne, God, and uh, continue to keep pastor as he's traveling, God, and uh, as he's looking for your direction, God. We just trust that you will uh, supply what he needs, Lord, and in your name, amen.
3: This gospel will not kneel and it will not faint and by his blood and in his name in his freedom i am free are you thankful for that this morning for the love of jesus christ has resurrected me <laughs>
1: And let's do it again. God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is
0: good.
1: It's amazing what repentance will do for a congregation. It really is. Thank the Lord for His hovering over us. And Sister Lisa, you and the sisters and the worship team, bless my soul this morning with the singing. And, uh, I love our worship team and I love the singing that they do. It is such a blessing and I appreciate, I appreciate their dedication to this and doing the thing that pleases the Lord and that is to lift up the name of the Lord. And of course singing is certainly one way that this is achieved and thank the Lord for that. I'm not very good at that. As a matter of fact, that is something that uh, if somebody asked me if I would like to be a part of the worship team and sing, no one's that crazy, of course, but if they did, I would say, please, not me. And that is the title of my presentation this morning, Please Not Me. You'll have to listen to both ends and both sides of this presentation to understand perhaps what I'm getting at when I use that particular unusual thought, Please Not Me. But I want to preface something the message before I get into scriptural presentation. There is going to be, and for many people already have, many people today, tomorrow, and so on, that are going to leave this world. Some are going to be prepared. Spiritually to leave this world. Some are going to be unprepared to leave this world. And there is one thing above everything. I want to make sure that I'm prepared to leave this world. I do not want to have been a person that has trod along in this life and been a yes person to the spiritual things that have been presented to me and listen to somebody's interpretation, somebody's translation, and it is wrong. Believe me, the Bible deals with the wrongness of the truths of God's word and encourages us to be strong in the truth of God's Word. I had a father-in-law who loves who loves cake without icing. My father-in-law and I only have one thing in common. We loved his daughter, and I married her. I love cake with icing on it. But when it comes to the truth of God's Word, it doesn't matter if it's got icing on it for you or not icing. It's got to have the ingredients in it that makes it a cake. And so my subject today is, Please, Not Me. And one of the aspects that I look at in this presentation is this particular thought. And that is the thought when the person... Says, I'm not very good at this, so leave me alone and let me just do it my way or so-and-so's way. And maybe the Bible doesn't mean it that way, and it's a little bit strange for me to interpret that way, so I'm not very good at this. Please let me... Isaiah chapter 6, verse 5. All my scriptures are from the King James Version today. And the prophet said, Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone. And because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips, For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Unusual presentation, but the six or seven verses here in Isaiah, you have to read it for the whole context of why Isaiah is saying this in this vision that he's experiencing. But I'm not going to preach concerning that particular vision, I'm just taking this scripture and making an application to the world that we live in, you and I live in. And taking this application of a man who recognized that he could not stand up against the what the Spirit was saying for him to do, and he began to confess his weakness, and he began to confess the reality of where he was at in his life. When he says the words, Woe is me, he says, I'm undone. I'm a person of unclean lips. And not only that, That's the world that I live in. But he is also coming to the realization that something has got to happen to him. That even though he's not very good at this, even though he would find it easy to say, please, please, I'm not very good at this. I want out. He realizes that there is a greater thrust of power and there is a greater necessity for him and his life. Forget the fact that the world is saying it this way. Forget the fact that I'm going to go along with the way the world believes, the way the trend is. Just forget all that. I know because of God's Word and God's truth, rightly divided, that there is a King of glory. It's the Lord of hosts. I'm not very good at this. The thought is but something's got to change. No longer is the stanza as we would call a verse of a song, is it adequate for us to apply to our life when it comes to as an excuse to be excused from the word of the Lord and the necessity of the application of the Word of the Lord in our lives. We're not very good at this, Isaiah said, but he says there is something that I've experienced, something that I know that's different, something that is overbearing all the things that have came up against the truths of God's Word. And he says, even though I feel like I'm part of this gang out here that is rebellious to the truth, this gang that is rebellious to the precepts of the Word of God, I just sometimes feel like I do not have the attitude or aptitude to serve the Lord. I have seen The King. I know that the Lord is real. I'm not very good at this on my own, but I go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 9 and 10, and the Apostle Paul, we're reading about. He was a man who was. The king, my word, of the lights. I mean, this guy was an educated murderer. He was well thought of in the anti-group of the anti-truth people. He was there in a way in which he caused people to fear him. When he came to town, people hid. That was the nature of Saul, whose name was to be changed to Paul after he was converted. But And after he was converted, he no longer understood that he was to walk with the lowlights, if you please. He understood he was no longer a person that was victimized, to be a bearer of doom and doomsday for people. And as a minister, as a child of God, he had this to say. He said, I am the least of the apostles that I am not meet to be called an apostle because of the way that I have persecuted the church of God. Please, not me. As he was converted, and as he was redeemed from this life that he lived into a world that was still evil, a world that was still opposed to his the truth of God's Word, he no longer could say, please, Not me. I'm not very good at this. Even though he humbly said, by the grace of God, he said, I am what I am. I'd like to back up to the last verse that I have read, though. And that verse emphasizes the fact that by God's grace and His redemption, that He still considered Himself Nothing in the eyes of God. But because of what God has done to set him forth in the truth of God's Word, He says, I am what I am. And His grace was bestowed upon me. It was not in vain. And He said, and because of that, it was no longer pleasing not me. It was no longer I want to be able to please God Almighty. I no longer want to be victimized by the world whose lips are unclean. I want to labor and follow the truth of God's Word. As he said, and I, because of that, he said, I I labored. More abundantly. But the grace of God is the reason I did it. It was with me. I would like to encourage you to realize another aspect of please let us not ever give up. Please let us not ever say somebody else. I would like for you to From this message today, if if it does not exist, I want to encourage you to never, never give up. I want to say to us today that God's Word, God's truth is worth dying for. It is worth living for. We live in a world of compromise. In fact, in the political world, we heal we hear the, the term making a deal. I understand that that, what that term means, and I also understand that belongs in the political world. It's not in God's word. It is not in His world. Never, never give up. We're to hold on to God's truth. One of my greatest memories of Dr. John Maxwell, who was a great Uh, rather, Dr. John Hyatt, uh, one of the largest churches that the world has ever known. It was a Baptist church in South Hammond, Indiana. And I remember he was a great teacher of personal witnessing. And one of the things that he advocated in his preaching and in his lifestyle Wants that you never deviate from the truth of God's Word. You never, never give up. And as he was taking a team of people on a personal witnessing trip one day in Chicago area and knocking upon doors, they came to a place where the individual invited them in to talk about the Lord. But that individual said, I want to ask you a question before you talk to me about living for the Lord. And Dr. Max, Dr. Hyatt said, All right, what is the question? And the question is by the individual, I would like for you to tell me why, if I become a Christian, I should pay tithes. And that was a point that Dr. Hyatt knew that uh, it was going to be something that would never get to the course of talking about living for the Lord, repenting of one's sin, and so on. So Dr. Hyatt said to this individual, we'll talk about that as soon as we talk to you about living for the Lord. And the man said, No, I must have the conversation on ties before that. And they went back and forth. And according to the documents that I read on that, the, the story that I read on that, they went back and forth about ten times. Now, Dr. Hyatt was a very Clever man. He loved the Lord and he firmly believed in people becoming a child of God. And he did everything. He he just never, never gave up. And after they had gone back and forth, finally, Dr. Hyatt said to the individual, All right, we're going to talk about ties. And the whole group, they were just transfixed by. the fact that he had relented and so they sat down and the man began doctor Hyatt began by saying The first thing about knowing about ties is this if you should die tonight, where would you end up? And of course that was a scripture pertaining to living for the Lord, repenting As as the story goes, the man actually was one to the Lord that day. A beautiful story. Now then, please, not me. No, let me say, never, never give up. If I'm not mistaken, in fact, I don't want to be mistaken. This was very important. In the uh, the, uh, New Testament or in the Bible, the, the idea of never giving up is mentioned 257 times. Amazing. It is a, a, quite a quite a feature of the Bible. And it's quite a feature for you and I as we look at it from our lives. Never, never give up. Never give up. In Luke chapter 5, verses 5 and 6. Here was one of the disciples now. We went from Paul to one of the disciples. Actually, we began with Isaiah the prophet. Now we're talking about Simon, Simon Peter. Answering Jesus, he said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night. They had been out fishing. They were fishermen, of course. And before they became followers of Christ and in the ministry that Christ directed them in and they had had a bad night fishing and they said, Simon said we haven't taken anything and even though Lord you're saying I will fish over here, I will let down the net never, never giving up and when they had done this, the Bible says they enclosed a great multitude of fishes so much that it filled their nets or as the King James Version says broke their nets as we look at that analogy there I think about the fact that this is so typical for the world that we live in the very moment that we give in we give up. At the very moment that we compromise, we lose everything. At the very moment that we throw up our hands and say it's no use, we are lost. There is something about spiritual stamina that must be, must be a part of our makeup. We must never, never Give up. And yes, we have the illustration of Jesus and the disciple here in their fishing. But that illustration goes beyond just fishing. It just goes beyond and to the point that typifies the fact that you never give up, that you never give in, that you never get to the place that you say is no use. I, I, I just can't handle it. The apostle paul, he he realized that he went from one world of a claim to a world in which he was a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. And even though he had a claim in the world that he lived in, he realized that he was the least of the disciples, the apostles, as the word says. In this particular instance. He could not give up. Today I'm coming to you from the fact. That we must never give up. We must never say. No. This is. I'm going to be polite about this Lord. This is just not my thing. The truths of God's word live on. The truths of God's word. Are there for you and I. To grasp hold of. Listen. We're not going to go backwards, and we will go backwards if we give up. We must not give up. When we think about the of giving up, I think about how the, the Galatians, or in chapter 2 and verse 20, how the apostle, uh, how he determined that he must not ever give up. He said, I want the world to know, and I want you Galatians to know, that I am crucified with Christ. But it's not I that live, not I, but it's Christ that liveth in me. The life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. I, today, with all of my heart, with all of my soul, with all of my energy, and then more that I wish I had to even share with you from my heart and energy. I appeal to you to be people that do not give up. I appeal to you to be people that stick to the truth of God's Word. We must not let it weaken. We must not let it disappear from where we live. We must be holiness people. We must be people that represent the Lord Jesus Christ wherever we go. We must be people that live in the Word. Does that mean that we're going to be people that are airheads, religiously speaking? No. I will tell you that God's people are grounded people. They are people that understand Truth is truth. We cannot go through this life without being tabbed as anything but children of God. My wife and I the other day, we were in one particular store. And as we were talking to some of the people there, uh, my wife spoke up and said, well, my husband is a minister and we, and she was cut off at that point. And one or two of the people spoke up and said, I knew He was a minister. I could tell by the way He talked. i tell you something. People know who you are by the way you look. People know who you are by the way you act. The stories you've got to tell. I tell you that when we get ready to leave this world, when we get ready to leave this world, we want Jesus living in our heart. We do not have want to be people that have tried to please other people, other people that have maybe diluted the Word of God, people that have changed the Word of God. Let's stick to the Word of God. Let us not falter in this effort of living for the Lord Jesus Christ. Or oh, I know that there are things that could be done, perhaps things that could be said, That maybe would be more attractive, but there is nothing that is more attractive to me than those that have lived and followed the truth of God's Word. This is what we want. This is what we must have. It is the only thing that will save you. Jesus said, I am the truth and the life. No man can enter in any other way except through the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us adhere. Let us adhere to the Word of God today. Let us adhere to the truth of God's Word. It is the only thing that will save us. Let all the compromised, sugar-coated religions out there go and they will burn up. And be lost, but you hold on to the truth of God's Word. It will save you. Would you stand with me as we come to the close of this service today? If there is anyone that wishes for prayer, I want you to come forward. And we will offer prayer with you and for the Lord to help you. Father, in the name of Jesus, let's pray for Him now. Is there somebody else that wants to come? and kneel here at the altar today. Bless Tommy, Lord, I pray. O oh God, touch him, O oh God. Give him that which is needed for him, O oh God, I pray. Lord, touch this entire congregation this morning. We want You, Lord, to be uh, honored and lifted up. We want Your name, Lord, to be exalted above all names. Lord, we're looking to You. We need You. We must have You. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray. Have your way, O God, today. Have your way. Blessed be the Lord. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Praise God. We honor the Lord today. We honor Him. We give Him glory in the name of Jesus. And as we close this service out, I'm going to ask my friend and longtime minister, Brother Bishop George Nagel. I'm going to ask Brother Nagel to come right up here in front, and I want him to pray for this congregation. We must not be people that sidetrack the truth, and I know he he wants the truth uh, for our congregation. He wants the truth for his life. He wants us all to be saved, and he wants us. All to have our loved ones, our friends saved. Brother Nagel, pray for us as we close the service.
3: Mighty God, as we come before these. there's many things within my heart that I would say in prayer, Lord, for others to hear, Lord. But since I know Almighty God, they know their hearts, Lord, and they know Almighty God where they stand. I leave that alone and leave it up to you, Lord. But I pray, Almighty God, Lord, that you Lord will continue to bless the church, Lord. And we will continually to hold up the word of God, Lord. That we will not be one Lord that is hiding the truth, Lord. One Almighty God that is changing the truth, Lord. Mighty God, I pray, Lord, that we will be open, Lord. Like you, and we will live, not live in secret, Lord, of hiding, Lord, trying Almighty God to convert Your Word, Lord, the mediator, God, to bring it around, Lord, yes to change it, Lord, and yes, Almighty God and it will sink into the heart Lord, and we, Almighty God, praise God, ground, Lord, and see our failures, Lord, and the light to shine upon our pathways. That we will walk, Lord, according to your word. Lord. We give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.